It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's a place here at the table. Your coats go by the door. You can kick your shoes off in that pile on the floor. I hope you wore elastic, because your waistband's going to get tight. Take time's done with It's Ari and Sophie, and you're listening to Having a Night, a podcast dedicated to reviving the lost art of the dinner party and wedding and the wedding, the season of the wedding, the season of the wedding. Finally, we have our very first guest of this entire season. We can't believe how long it's just been the two of us, but we have on the fabulous, wonderful, knowledgeable, wise and just such a great, great match for the podcast. Yes, raconteur. Indeed. Uh, Ryan, Ryan Hill, Hill of Apotheosis Events. He was a Broadway producer, still is, I think, part-time. I think he still does stuff with Broadway. He does events Broadway, with Broadway. But, but just his level of expertise in both the theatrical realm and the hospitality realm, like, that's our sweet spot. It's true. He is our kind of guy. It was so much fun talking to him. I really have a feeling Ari's wedding is, you know, just 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 got kicked up a couple of notches because of our conversation with him. It's so true. I couldn't make any. I, it's been months of no decisions. But after speaking with him, I'm like, oh, I know exactly what to do. So if you're planning your wedding, stay tuned for a really great episode of Having a Night. Oh, yeah. Before we do that, um, we haven't talked about what we've eaten in a long time. So Ari, what'd you eat this week? <laughs> I have been making this fish. It's an Ina recipe, so you know it's a it's a keeper. Okay. It's cod. You have to get good cod, of course. Uh. Cod, I feel like it's a range, like salmon, where it's if it's good, it's good. If it's bad, walk away. But also cod is confusing because there's black cod, then there's cod. Okay, there's only two, but there's those two and they're very different. <laughs> they are. So this is just regular cod. Okay. It's not like your Nobu miso black cod, which Fuck mm, that stuff mm, tastes mm, good. Mm, oh my mm, god. Mm. <laughs> So Ina, she does it, you just get like a little ceramic dish, uh, olive oil in it, you put the fish fillets in there, like uh, little six, eight ounce fillets, maybe four of them, put them in the oven for 10 minutes, take them out, and while they're in there, you make this mixture of uh, breadcrumbs, panko, lemon zest, parsley, Mm -hmm. then you take them out. You basically like par cooked it, and yeah. then you put some white wine. Oh, and butter, white wine, and uh, lemon juice, and then you put the topping on, and then you pop it back in the oven for like ten more minutes, and just so simple and delicious, and the texture that you get from just adding those panko breadcrumbs. I would just never think of you as being a breaded fish person. Me neither. I'm shocked. I me, yeah. Like, I mean, have you ever ordered like a breaded clam? Do you know what I mean? Like clams with a, a no, bread topping? No, 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 no. I mean, I don't even, I hate to say this in front of a German, but I i don't even really like a schnitzel. Oh, but that's, but that's like. That's fully. Bread crumbs as opposed to like deep fried. Yeah. You know? This feels just really more like a topping and it's very light because of the use of lemon and, and parsley. It's, the whole thing feels like just refreshing. Yeah. 
And uh, I actually put some leeks in the bottom of this Ooh, one that I made. Now you're speaking my language. That's right. I love a leek. Um, so, yeah, it just added texture because yeah. sometimes I love a kind of a slow-cooked fish, but it can get mushy. Well, if there are any vegetarians listening or other people who are not vegetarians but love vegetables, my dad used to do a similar thing but with cauliflower where he would put a whole cauliflower in the oven and then toast breadcrumbs and butter on the stovetop and then top the entire mm. cauliflower with these toasted breadcrumbs. And yep. it's, in fact, I'm like, wow, he hasn't made that in a long time. I might have to beg him to make that next weekend or something. It's Sounds so good. Delish. Yeah, breadcrumbs, you can't go wrong. You really can't. And what about you? So I, in my freezer, Harry and I, Tuesday, I think after you left, Ari and I recorded, oh no, Wednesday, I guess. Never mind. We were supposed to go out to this big dinner with a bunch of friends. Everybody got the stomach flu. Everybody got <clears throat> the stomach flu. <laughs> the, <laughs> the stomach flu. Not COVID, the stomach flu. Harry and I were secretly relieved to like not have to go to Red Hook and eat a big steaky meal because today is also his birthday. Yay. Happy birthday, Harry. I love you so much. And we have a big, big dinner tonight, big dinner tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. So we ended up staying home, which meant it was like a freezer evening. Love so in my freezer, I have a, a Tupperware from Italy of cacio e pepe butter. Ah. So it's like a pre-made cacio e pepe. It's obviously butter, pecorino, and pepper, and that's mm -hmm. it. And it's so perfect for when you just want a pasta, but you don't want to make a tomato sauce, whatever. Like you want something Fast. kind of indulgent. And you don't want to make a mess. Exactly. So we did, took out like a two big hunking spoonfuls of that and then mix it with a little bit of pasta water to emulsify it. And it was so good. That's oh a great God. gift idea. It really is. You could even is. make it and give exactly. it to people. It's like the fact that I bought it, I'm a little bit embarrassed, but it's so big that I'm like, oh, well, it's going to take yeah. us ages to finish. So... So that's what I ate. Love that. Um, Yum. Everybody enjoy the episode. We hope you find it informative and enjoyable. And funny. He's a funny guy. Oh, he was great. Oh, yeah. he's a dream. All right. Enjoy, guys. We'll see you on the other side. All right. So here we are with Ryan Hale. Hello. The event uh, planner to the stars into the, the normals at least some of them <laughs> yeah or, but mostly normals but just fine yeah well it. normal people have one day to feel like a star and that's usually their wedding yeah you don't just do weddings you do no. the after parties you do the pre-parties and you do, you do galas events. i yeah i started my event planning career in broadway openings because after I left the second, I got have two degrees. I don't use either oh of them in the, in the sort of like way in which I was intended to. One is in acting and one is in directing. Mm -hmm. um, I saw an advertisement for a receptionist position at the producing office. And I was like, well, if I can get a job as a receptionist, then I can probably move up. Right. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. You're like, I um, madman the shit out of yeah. this. So I applied and... Got hired on my first day. The person who hired me was like, I hired you because I'm leaving. And Kevin and Jeffrey, Kevin McCollum and Jeffrey Seller, who I was working for, yeah. don't know yet. And I'm going to force you on them and hope that they will hire you to fill my position oh. as their executive assistant. And I was like, cool, let's do it. So we kept doing that. And then I moved up. And then we were producing all of these shows. Yeah. Like we were doing things all over the country all the time. So I was like, how do I get myself to have to go when we open these shows? Like I want to travel. I don't want to be here in the office. How mm -hmm. do I make this happen? Mm -hmm. 
And I thought, well, if I put myself in charge of the opening nights, uh-huh. then I'll have to go. And I did. Yeah. Wait, but had you been a person who, like, in college or post-college was always, like, having people over throwing yes. things? Okay, so yeah. this was, like, it was already in your blood. It wasn't as if you flipped a switch and were like... I'm going to be the guy who figures out how to do this. It was already something you yes. were doing. Like I was always throwing dinner parties in college and like having people over and like making a tablescape out of like whatever Tupperware we had in our <laughs> yes. shabby house or like running out into the, into the backyard <laughs> mm-hmm. to pluck branches out of things that probably were poisonous and shouldn't have been on a table. But right. like, yes, I was. And I've like been entertaining since I was a child, really, because yeah. I was just always that kid. Same. Right. I was throwing, you know. Making shows in the living room, like doing all of those things that you do when you're crazy and dramatic oh, yeah. as yeah. a child. So yeah. the choreography my parents have seen. I mean, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it is remarkable. Yeah, so it started there. Like there was some, and that's kind of how it started. And then High Fidelity was the first one where we were doing a Broadway show, and they were like, "Okay, take this a step further." And we had hired a planner for that. Okay. And then so I worked with the planner for the Mm -hmm. first time. And then by the time I got to In the Heights, I was like, well, we don't, no disrespect to the person who that was. But I was like, we certainly do not need to work with them. Yeah. Again. And it wasn't that they didn't do a great job. I was just like, that's, I can do this. Yeah. I need to open a Broadway show. Hire you to do the opening and then be like, "Uh, I'm getting married tonight too. (laughs) Yeah. Guess what this is? Yeah. I've been in this almost this exact situation with the plaza with a 50th birthday party. Uh And like the week of the party, the client was like, so I didn't tell you this at the beginning, but I'm going to ask my partner that night to marry me, but to marry me there. Oh my God. Like on the spot. Wow. Like if you'll have me, I have the minister right here. Yes. Or, you know, whatever. Yes. Like they were already kind of engaged and they'd been living together for like nine years. So it was not like. Something was never going to happen, but he was like, I'm going to do it tonight. And did he do it? Oh, yeah. And how'd it go? Did they get married? Oh, it was amazing. I mean, it was, you know, it's a little awkward. And it was like she already had a ring, so it was like a Cartier love bracelet. Like, not, you know, tough thing to receive. Well, also, if he was in his 50s, maybe it's a little less like, you're in your 20s. What the fuck are you doing? Spending away your life. But Yeah. So it was great, but I had to call the plaza and be like, I promise you I have not bamboozled you yeah. into right. making a birthday party into a wedding because these things cost different things. Okay, let's just like <laughs> get right into yeah, Let's put a pin on this. Because that is, okay, I cannot believe the price difference of weddings versus any other thing, right? It's like a makeup artist, $150 for an hour if it's a regular event, $800 an hour if it's a wedding. I guess it's just a statement. It's really less of a question. But you do you agree with the statement? A hundred percent. Wedding pricing is different than all other pricing yeah. at every other venue. And some of that has to do with what that's composed of. And it also has to do with time. Mm-hmm. Meaning so, like a birthday party is four hours and a wedding is eight? Usually. Okay. Yeah. When you're talking about like and the use of the facilities, right. you can usually only do just one. That right. weekend because they're simply too big. Yeah. yeah. Um, production from a production standpoint. So they take up a lot of space and a lot of time um, kind of across the board. So I think most of that price adjustment comes from that. It's that like you can only do one of them a weekend usually unless there's some crazy yeah, right. thing happening. And then they're just more time than anything else. Yeah. And more facilities, you know, like. With a wedding, you have to use all of these, um, you know, the bridal suites come right, into play and everything. Right. So it's a lot more-ish. 
okay. on sort of every level. Right. But yes. also. You're being very diplomatic. Yes. But yeah. we know what you're saying. And that's part of my job. Yes. <laughs> Always. So Just I'm sure. Yeah. I'm like, sometimes I'm Martin Short from Father of the Bride. Where I'm like, oh the cock is the most important part of the vodka. Yes. <laughs> and like, I'm down on the floor, like, blow drying tulips, which, by the way, don't ever do that because that's a way to kill a tulip, not bring one back to life. That's a lie in that movie. Oh my God. Oh, um, I don't remember that. I, yeah. ju- I mean, it's like the morning so of the wedding, it snow. At the Bonks residence. That's a Bonks. That's a Bonks. Oh my God. You saw Mrs. Bonks. <laughs> He's so good. Um, and so, like, sometimes I'm Martin Short, and sometimes I'm Madeline Albright. Mm. And sometimes I'm Emily Post. Like, it's like you have to be so many things planning a wedding because yeah. there's so many parts. Yeah. Right. And there's so many things happening. And there's so many people in the cast. It Ooh. sounds like your job is, especially coming from theater, it's, it sounds like a big part of it is stage managing. But it's also, so you're a stage manager, you're also a producer, also a director, also mm-hmm. a director. Anything else we've got in there? A therapist. Yes. Oh, for sure. <laughs> Madeline Albright. Yeah. Yes. It's a, yeah. Right. It's and a, the designer. Yeah. I mean, because. Well, so, no, I don't design. I'm a, I'm a planner strictly. And, and so what does that mean? That. Like, what's the difference between those two things? So, and I talk about this a lot. Like I did in the wedding world, there are these luxury wedding conferences called Engage Summits. Oh my God, we have to go. And. Um, so fun. Oh, you would love it. It's really great. The parties are outrageous. Fuck. Outrageous. It's like. The best in the business of all of the businesses, photographers, designers, wedding bands. Right. They're all in one place and they're all throwing parties for themselves. So every every time you go for a break between session, there's an entire party that is everybody else's party oh of their dreams God. just for that 25 minute break. Oh, oh. God. oh wow. and then you go back into session and then every night you have a party. That's the most outrageous thing you've ever seen. In How do we get a ticket? Let's they're work that angle. Okay. So good. I'll just introduce you to Catherine and Rebecca, like by email, and be like, "This is this podcast." It's you yeah, know, we need that to would be um, so fun. So fun. Yeah. They're really fun. I bet. Um, so the, they have uh, they just did one in Lake Como, but the one before that was at Engage or at Engage at the Breakers in Palm okay. Beach, and I had submitted this um, proposal to speak. Cause I'd never spoken at one and mm-hmm. it's kind of a, like a rite of passage in our industry. And I had some like five-year goals for myself, for my business yeah. and speaking mm-hmm. and engaged was one of them. And so I submitted a proposal about the talk I gave, which ended up being called everything I know about wedding planning. I learned on Broadway. Yes. Uh-huh. yes. And Ted it, talk. it opened with the overture to gypsy. <laughs> and I walked up the aisle to the stage like mama Rose. Um, and the first law, oh God, I wish I could remember the first line, but I have let it leave my head. But it was basically saying a wildly overbearing and short-tempered mother living vicariously through her own children enters a spiral of jealousy and rage as her beautiful eldest daughter is suddenly, um, suddenly has a spotlight focused on her. And then I was like, no, this is not the, this isn't the, this is not the strange family dynamics of my last wedding. This is roughly the plot of the musical gypsy. Yeah. Right. right. Um, but it's the same, you know, yeah. like weddings are crazy. So, I come at, and the speech was about how um, wedding planning is like theater and how every couple is, um, it's one of the things that I made notes on because I was like, I want to remember this, but I I started it with like theater as a writer's medium Mm -hmm. and every couple I've ever worked with has a book writer and a composer. And the book writer is the person who's most often like the analytical budget minded, 
like nuts and bolts part of the whole thing. Like if you're talking about invitations with them, it's going to be about like the, the fine things like the Emily post rules about using and instead of, or when you're talking about the bride and groom at a Jewish wedding, okay, like right. little details, like fine stuff. And then with your composer, the person who you're going to be like examining the difference between like white pearl alabaster uh-huh. and like cream. Like okay, really but those pouring two people sound like the same to me. They're, they're they totally both sound anal people. retentive. All- no. And so like the composer is like the dreamer, the person who's like, okay. I need like this. And they talk in like visions okay. and what it should feel like. And the book writer is like the person who you usually talk to the budget with. And my thing is like, once you figure out who you're talking to, mm-hmm. you'll spend way less time uh, like, ma- like being in crazy town. And right. like, you just, go- you know, your audience. Yeah. Wait, okay. Do you think you're the composer or the book writer? In life? No, with you and Chris. Oh, oh. Um, I'm probably the composer. Yeah, you got to be the composer. Because you're the, well, because you have like a more aesthetic vision. Yeah. I'm just so like, would you visual. say it's kind of that? It's yeah. like more the, yeah. the aesthete versus the slightly more the here and now. We can touch these things. We can like. Yes. Like you analyze. usually want to do table seating with. Your your book writer, book writer, yeah, because they're a little bit more and like they understand that where it's like the, that's usually where the composer like fries and starts because it's like it's just too much and it's right. not that they can't handle it it's just not what their brain does best right and so identifying the strengths in your couple is always like the first step for yeah me. yeah so we keep walking into these venues and I'm like yes okay I see it and my partner Chris is like. I I don't get it. Like, I didn't have a gut feeling that must mean this isn't the place. And I'm like, honey, you don't have a gut feeling because that's not the way your brain works. cavernous room. Yeah. Which, like, you're not feeling with your imagination. Right. Right. Yeah. It's like when I go with my husband to look at venues for our wedding. Yeah. We're married. We got, we had, like, a COVID wedding where we were, like, oh, really? Tell us about yours. Oh, literally, we just drove to Woodstock and stood with the Justice of the Peace in an empty field. Fucking perfect. And got married and, like, went to have dinner with our best friends who are also our witnesses. Like, that was it. So now I have to, the burden of, like, being a wedding planner who has to plan a wedding for themselves. Oh, my God. This is huge. But my husband, when we go to visit places, is, like... I don't just how do how do we do this? Mm-hmm. I can't find resources. Like he doesn't. Yes. Uh, I'm like saying this. this, right. this. I'm like, and he's like, no, I thing. don't understand. I need to. So I go home and he's like YouTubing gay wedding vows. No. So stop. he can understand like how what how what that might be like when they're saying them to each other. And I'm like looking on at some of them horrified. And I was like, this isn't. This right, this has nothing to do with you and me. And he's like, no, I don't, I'm just, he, he just has to process in a different way. Yes. What does he do? He's an artist. Okay. He so ran a gallery so in Bushwick and he's an artist. And, yeah. So yeah. he's still very artistically minded, but when it comes to like filling a vision that has nothing to do with him making everything, maybe, I yeah. don't know. I'm just like trying to. And I'm a weird little hybrid, mm-hmm. but not really. I'm still, and why I'm a planner and not a designer is that I I'm a responder. I'm like, my human design is to respond. I'm not necessarily a creator. I will have ideas, but I, when couples come to me, I can like amplify their vision. Like that's what I do best. So this is what I wanted to ask because you said you're not a designer, which I totally understand. Right. It's like, so is, 
is what you feel that you do with designers, that you hire the people who are the best and you let them run with it? Or do you hire people and then you kind of micromanage even though you trust them to do their job? It's not micromanaging, but it's um, it's still Broadway producing, okay. right? So you have a musical, right. your wedding. You know, you have this sort of like thing. You have a book writer, you have a composer. They have a piece. It's their marriage. It's their mm-hmm. love. And then they kind of come to me and I'm like, okay, I'm going to produce your wedding. In the same way that if you brought me a musical, I would start being like, okay, so is it, who's your designer? Is it William Ivy Long? Is it, um, you know, Paul Taswell? Is it, I sort of come in with this mix of things and I kind of lay them out and I'm like, who is it? Is it this? And, right. and I kind of know who all of these designers are. And so I'll come in with an idea of what I think is going to work. Right. And then we assemble a creative team for your wedding. Right. Is what it, right. And this is how I this work. This is like, like the perfect metaphor. Yeah. Um, this is actually not even a metaphor. It's just like doing the same thing. Yeah. It's, it's doing, the, I do show. the same thing. Right. I'm just not, I'm still producing shows, which some people in our industry are like, how dare you? Really? These God. are not shows. These are people's lives. And I was like, People's lives, my my life is a show. Yes. Every day. <laughs> I'm also actually really relieved to hear you say this because so often I feel like we'll go to weddings and I'm sitting there being like, why don't they have a stage manager? Oh, why yeah. don't they have a sound check before yeah. they got up there and said their vows into a microphone that was cold and nobody could hear? Yeah. Like all of these things where it actually is a show. I and, know. And you, it should be treated actually like a performance because it is whether the couple wants to acknowledge it or not. Right. Yes. And there we've just come to the like whole the apotheosis the ethos of, of my right. business is like I'm a, I'm always producing shows. It's the easiest way for me to think about it because it's what I know and it's where I come from. Yeah, but yeah, we assemble a creative team and then we start to put on a show. And in just the same way that I talk to couples in the beginning is I'm like, your invitations are an overture. Yes. Oh. It has to be. Yes. It is the, that first thing that saved the day yep. and that invitation, that's the beginning of our story. Yep. And when they walk in the door to the tent or to the venue or to your parents' house or wherever we end up doing this thing, it should feel like they have arrived somewhere from the beginning of this thing. Yes. And this is the overture. So in the same way that like Gypsy is, I believe the greatest overture to a musical in musical <laughs> history, mm-hmm. that it's just perfect. It gives you a little taste of everything you're about to experience for the rest of the night. Like it makes a contract with the audience. And so that's what I'm like, your stationery is important yes even if and that's like whether we're spending 450 dollars a piece and like a hundred thousand dollars on stationery totally possible happens all the time Mm -hmm. or whether we're doing it online with minted or paperless posts like it still has to be yeah the expression of you as a couple otherwise and it should the journey should start there so when people walk in they're like oh Right. We're going on a journey and a reception is a show. Yes. It should start somewhere, eventually get to a thing, which is like the apotheosis of the evening. Right. And then you wind down. Yeah. But like, it's all like staging a show. Totally. Oh, what? No, I'm pointing at you because I feel like you're going to say something that's going to be so wise. Oh, (laughs) never. (laughs) I, I totally agree. I think not only the overture of a show, an invitation is also like, Cluing people in, and not only to who you guys are as a couple, but, like, what the vibe of the party is exactly. going to be. So I, yeah, I had, we, my my uh, future husband and I, 
Should I start introducing Chris as my future husband? No one does that. Why not? I think fiance encapsulates it in fewer <laughs> syllables. <laughs> I just like to draw things out. Um, we were looking at this old, newly redone, like, borscht belt resort. We thought this would amazing. be so amazing. And then I was like, holy shit, for the invitation, they still have a bunch of the old, um, like, brochures for, like, come to the Gatskills. So I was like, that's what we got to send for the invitation. I don't think we're getting married there, unfortunately. But that's exactly what. So now we're looking at other venues, and I'm like, but we can't have a brochure because it doesn't. <laughs> I had a couple going into COVID who wanted to do their wedding at a camp, mm-hmm. at yeah. like a summer camp. Yeah, that's and what you're talking about. I was so excited about that wedding because oh. I was like, oh my god! Like I'm, a, and so this is a planner designer thing, right? I'm a logistics whore. I love them. So when you talk to me about like hard, challenging, 32 different entrances, how are people going to arrive to this place? What happens to their luggage? Does their luggage go to their cabin? What do the beds look like? Like blah, 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 blah. We have to have a commissary because we're stranding these people at a summer camp. So there has to be a 24-hour commissary. And that means to be like in the commissary. This exactly. And so I that's where and the logistics of all of that is like what I love. But then I find a designer to, like, make the cabins into something. Right. And to make sure the commissary, like, feels like what. And then I work with my stationer to create the map that everyone will get when they yes. arrive. That's like, right. here's where this is and here's where this is. And yes. the canoes, you know, and, like, that it's a cartoon that feels like that sort of, like, old, mm-hmm. you know, summer camp vibe. Yeah. Right. And so that's when you, like, you start working with that team to make this thing happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is like Ari and I have spoken a lot this season about obviously not not necessarily having a theme for your wedding, but having a through line, which is exactly what you're talking about. Right. It's like from the from the moment you get the invitation to the moment that you like leave with your little party favor, you understand the vibe that you are that you are participating in so that you know what to wear, mm-hmm. because it's like, we, you know, this idea of if you're having a wedding on a farm, why are you wearing a tuxedo? Right. It's like, no, those two things don't go together. So making sure that the whole thing is actually cohesive. Yes. And do you find do you find that you often have couples who don't fully know what they want and you have to guide them? Or do you feel like people come in and are like, no, I know exactly what I want and you execute it? Like, what's the what's the breakdown? I think it really depends. Some people walk in. I'm working with a couple right now who walked in and they were like, this is exactly what we want. Mm-hmm. Like they know exactly what they want and right. their vision is so clear and they keep sending me things and I'm like, got it. Yes. Okay. Blah, blah. And they'll send me things. And I'm like, I know exactly who these people are. We can have these people. Right. Yeah. Like they sent me a video after we visited a venue, they found a video from that venue of another wedding and they were like, what, who is this? And I was like, oh, this is rhythm collective from a lawn artist. Like I know mm-hmm. this band. They're oh, unbelievable. Um, you know, like, and I was like, all of these things. And I was like, okay, great. So then I immediately call them and I'm like, are they available on X date? And they're like, mm-hmm. yes. And I'm like, great. Put them on hold for me. Right. And then I, you know, and so some people, but then some people are like, well, you know, we, some people know what it's not. Mm. They don't know what it is, but they know what it's not. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. So you can spend a lot of time being like, yes. is it this or is it this? And they're like, it's not that. And I'm like, great. And then yeah. it's like, follow the breadcrumbs right. to what you actually end up at. Yeah. Um, I mean, the, some right. people are like, they don't I, even like, know what I it's not. And that's, that's actually the hardest yeah, client. Of course. Because then you're 
trying to guide them towards giving you something while also not making it your wedding. Right, because when you <laughs> And look too at much that, of you, because totally. it really has to be them. Yeah. And that's like the thing, you know, that when Sondheim, when Stephen Sondheim passed away and like every, every Instagram of every person you know, I, I know. just didn't go on for two was days. Like, I was like, okay. The same meme, which is everything you do, let it come from you, then it will be new. And I was like, it's an amazing quote. And it is like what I talk about to couples about when we first meet about weddings. Is I was like, this has to be you. Yeah. Yeah. If it's not you, your guests will know. Yeah. It's a feeling. Well, yeah. they, they would, if like if you plan a wedding that has nothing to do with you and has only to do with what you think they want, or yeah. with everyone your will yes, everyone will walk into that room. Or like if it's your mom's wedding and not your wedding, oh, if, yeah. it, if it doesn't feel like you, like it will be an evening, but it won't ever get off the ground yeah. in the way that we want it to because it won't be yours. I've been to so many of those. Oh, me too. You know, because I think it's so much easier for people. It sounds like it's a lot easier for people to sort of be like, at this age, maybe it's different because we're in our 30s. But I think in our 20s, it was easier for people to just be like, you know what? I, my mom wants this. It's fine. Yeah. And then, right, you are at these weddings and you're like, why does this have no humor, yeah. no irreverence, no sense of soul? And it really is because it's. It's not theirs. Yeah. And no, they don't totally care not about theirs. it. Yeah. So like the beef Wellington cart comes out on the floor Wait. and the, which personally I mean, for me like, would be the oh, most yeah. exciting <laughs> thing that happened. <laughs> it it's a little clue into what my wedding will be like. <laughs> I'm like continental cuisine, yeah. French onion dip and chips, oh a wedge God. salad. Oh like yes. when we talk about our menu, we're like, we're going super 80s. Like, yes. I love that. We're talking about doing a 90s themed wedding <laughs> yeah. on a chip hour. We yeah. were like, what if we just have, what, what were we saying? Like the past hors would be like teriyaki, like chicken teriyaki. Oh, like satay. satay. Yeah. Chicken satay. Yes, exactly. like, and the other thing rolls. is, sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> I really like rolls with like a mango rolls. dipping sauce. Yes. Right. All yeah. the rest. We're here. Because then it's, then when your friends are walking around, they're like, oh my God, of course there's a chip bar. Right. Mm-hmm. Because... Because they're it's, fucking upset. It's Michelle's. You know what yeah. I mean? Like oh, yes. then, your, then your audience is energetically involved because they understand. It's also like that signal that that weird on that energetic thing that when you walk into a space or a you know when you're in acting school and you go in to those like deeply upsetting like when we're doing shows, but just in the conservatory and you're like watching in to see the other half of the class is doing three sisters, but like it's been a terrible <laughs> experience for everyone. And you walk yeah, in the room man. and you're just like, every person in this room doesn't want to be doing this play because mm-hmm. they know it's terrible. Yeah. And like no one wants to see three sisters set in space, but this director has decided that's what we're doing <laughs> yep. here today. I, I think I really had a version of that. <laughs> yeah. I think I've been in that. And so from the beginning, everyone in the room is like, like, yeah. it, we know, we yeah. know, audience members, we know. And so when you walk into a wedding where everything came from the couple, you relax, you start to trust them, you start to know you're going to have a good time. Yeah. And then you start to see things that feel like them all around you. And then you feel better. And then the whole thing takes off yeah. and yes. can become a really beautiful evening of like energetic exchange. But when it's not yours, yeah, it's never, it's. It can work. It can be fun. People will be like, the food was great. What yeah. a lovely evening. But it will say, like, what a lovely evening. Yeah. And when I talk or, about that Or quote, also, like, not a lovely evening. Yeah. I mean, Ari and I have definitely dissed a, a lot of weddings. Not on the air, but, you know. Yeah. yeah. In 
Not to someone's face. Yes, exactly. But, but it, almost. Yeah. This was terrible, but I'm so glad yeah. you got Yeah, this was bad, but I had congratulations. A bad time. I had a marginal evening, but thank you for yes. the invitation. But that to me, and I think for that, okay, I'm like imagining, you know, people listening to this podcast and being like, oh my God, well, that's like so harsh to say. But the reality is it's actually not harsh because you are requesting people's presence. You are requesting a huge chunk of their time Yeah, and in a way that hope that like, that when people show up, they are in a generous spirit, but if you are not responding in kind with that same level of generosity and being like, we want you to be here. We want to make this night feel personal and intimate and all these things. It's like, it's actually not harsh to say, you know, yeah, that was like that. It was not great. Like yeah. it was, it was, it was, I don't know, a piece of beige. It was khaki, yeah. you know? And if you've made me travel to Abu oh, Dhabi I can't even to get married, like when I've had to find a sitter for my, I don't have kids, but like, you know, right. when the expense of right. whether you're going anywhere yeah. to Cleveland, yeah. to wherever, but like, especially when you're asking people to invest their finances into yeah. coming to your right. event. Right. Like, right. You, know, you better turn it out. Right. You better turn it out and it better feel like you, and you do, it can't just be what you want. Yeah. There is a, there is a part of that energetic, there's a part of that exchange that has to be two-sided. You yeah. know, you can't be totally no. um, selfish and be like, this is going to be, you know, there is a, there is a part of it, but hunting for those first ideas and like, they have to come from you. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise you won't, you won't respond, you won't respond to your night. And then you just be standing under there, up there under a generic huppah that you don't even like <laughs> saying important Jewish. words to each other, you know, right. or not, or not, you know, or not. but that. like in just a church or in the middle of a field. Yeah. And, you know, it yeah. just won't be no, special has, to you. Well, it's like acting. It's like, how do you find nuance? How do you find like a unique, any kind of unique aspect to a performance is it has to be come from you and your own strange creativity. And I also think the more your wedding comes from you, the more, and you pick and choose, like, what are the eccentricities I want to bring out or what, what kind of chips at the bar or whatever you are speaking to. Uh, everyone you've invited, it's almost like, hey, you guys are in on this joke. You know this about us. You might not know each other, but like right. you all know this about us. And it's a way to include everyone as long as you're not like, we're really into like, I don't know, BDSM. So welcome to our wedding. <laughs> and, that's, and that's that last part I was talking about. Like, it can't just be. No, it can't just be. It can't only be about Like, you, you guys know oh we God. love pizza. I mean, obviously more cute than, and there's nothing that, cuter than pizza. I but. Mean, it's that's true. Like if your whole family is vegan and you're only inviting them, but you love steak, so you serve steak, like you haven't taken into account no, your no. guests. You do have to think about other people. Oh, yeah. Well, we, and there's such an element of like just, and we talk about this a lot in, you know, in, in re-dinner parties of just you have to take care of people in that way. It, like that is a part of the spirit of generosity actually is considering the fact. 100%. And actually, as I'm saying this, I'm like, oh, I'm bad because often people with gluten intolerances or, you know, who are vegetarian come over and I'm like, oopsie. I <laughs> but, only have this delicious yeah, bread. Exactly. <laughs> but I, but, it. I, but it is a huge part of it, right? Is like that, that, making sure that everybody has a person to talk to and that everybody has a thing to eat and a drink in their hand and all of these things that are, that require taking a little bit of the spotlight off of yourself and 
Yes. Well, because you're celebrating the people who kind of formed you and brought you together. Oh, I love that. You know? That's yeah. good. Well, it's true. Say that. Yeah. And vows. it goes back to like those tenets of great, gracious hospitality. Which right. is where sometimes you're like, I'm like Emily Post. Like mm-hmm. protocol. I And I'm the first person to be like, no, this is your day. It can be whatever you want. And that is true. Like we don't have to march down the aisle if you don't want. There are some right. things we can abandon. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but actually, the tenets of great hospitality don't usually have to do with things like that. They yeah. have to do with, like, being a gracious host mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. making accommodations for people to the extent that you can. Allergies in this day and age are... Rampant. Madness. Yes. And try... You will never be able to serve a meal if you try to accommodate every single person in a room. So you kind of have to get as close as you can. Mm. But you have to think about people. And it's part of making them feel safe. Mm. You know, that experience of going into a theater, which is why I always joke about, like, I'm such an operations nerd, and that comes from Disney, because they do it so well mm-hmm. when you have oh my hundreds of thousands of people arriving to one place every day and at every step you're greeted. So and it's part of they are thinking about your experience from moment one and it makes you feel safe and cared for so that you feel free exactly. to relax and have fun. Yes. And gracious hospitality, those sort of the rules also address that. Yes. Like they make people feel safe. They make people feel like they're allowed to let go and have a good time. And that's what makes magic. Yes. Ooh. Is Ooh. there anything that, that if a couple suggests or doesn't suggest, but that you're like, I will never do an X. Are you like, I will never have, this is a terrible example. Like I will never do a buffet at a wedding or like, I will never do, I don't know, things like that, that you just think do not go over well. Um, I think that there are a lot of things that, you know, it's like a, what I find most often my job is to tell people the consequences of certain things mm-hmm. as opposed to saying, I will never do this. Like a lot of my time is like, okay, yes. And let's take that all the way down the road. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, buffet versus seated dinner. What yes. are the benefits of each? Yeah. Some people come in and they're like, their budget isn't massive. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, you know what? We just want to do like, a standing cocktail hour. And I'm like, great. If this is a budget decision, understand that people cost more than tables. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people think past hors d'oeuvres, it's so much cheaper than a buffet. And I'm like, no, a buffet is cheaper because yeah. people cost more than tables. So if we have to have a lot of people walking around with trays, right. yeah. that's more expensive. It's just counterintuitive. Yeah. People, and also no, some well, of it is like getting to the bottom of the decision is like, why are you right. thinking that way? Right. Why? What, is it, you know, is it. Is it really a budget decision or is it like, I only want an hour standing around with these people and then I want to go home? Yes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I think more often than not, it's, and often it's about talking people into things. Yeah. You know, like I'm like, you need more bartenders than they tell you. Yeah. You need more bussers than they tell you. You need more servers than they tell you. Like the commonly received rule oh, yeah. for bartenders is like one per 50 guests. No. And I'm like, let's make it one per 25. Yes. Because uh, I'm all, I'm like, I don't want to line anywhere. No. I don't want anybody to have to wait for anything. No. I don't want to see a dish sitting on a table. I don't want to see a dish sitting in the corner. Right. Like uh, you may not care. And sometimes we but, get to the bottom of that and they're like, but and I, I'm like, fine. But people will care. Someone yeah. will care. That's the thing. You don't want to invite, I'm learning, you don't want to invite any opportunity for criticism. 
And like people are going to criticize, but like a fucking long wait at a bar, you're pissed. That's a big no-no. It's death. It's also like talking about starting from the beginning. When you're talking about arriving onto property, valet, up the number. Nobody wants to sit in a car on a summer day of a summer wedding, like either freezing in the air conditioning so that they don't sweat through their tuxedo Yeah. Mm-hmm. by the time they get out of the car yes. right. or like dying of heat stroke. You know what I mean? Like yes. yeah. in a line for, you know, there won't be co-check in summer usually unless like we're checking wraps and things. But like, again, it's those things of like over index in the things that yeah. are um, impression makers from the beginning. Mm-hmm. Disney, you know, of course for me, it's like all going back to like operations from the start of like, Get people happy from the moment they arrive. Yeah. And then you've got them. Then they're in the happiest place on earth. Because you know a person will talk. Yeah. And I'm the worst. Oh, I'm yeah. such a gracious guest. Like I because I understand and like yeah. but you know, it's like everybody knows. I mean, the weddings Ari and I have dragged through the mud. Not again, <laughs> not on air. Sure. But it but it is because I think actually because we do come come at it from a show perspective of not being like this sucked, but of being like, why wasn't it more personal? Why wasn't there more heart there? Why was the, like right. that like, kind of thing. Why didn't it move? Why, you know, why yeah. was the lighting so diffused? Why was what? I like still sober at the end of the night? Like that's, <laughs> that's not acceptable. No. If you're looking for a drink and there's a, a 10 minute wait for the bar. Uh-uh. No. And it's, you know, there's things of like making sure that people understand like that you can get a drink if you're sitting at your table. Mm-hmm. That you're, right. The bars aren't the only place where you can procure a cocktail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then, like, then you get into my personal pet peeves. Oh, yeah. which are like, tell us. Let's get into them. When you walk into a venue, the only thing I want you to see, I want you to see food and drink right away. Okay. Yes. Like, right at the front. Meaning, like, you want to see a person with a tray with food and drink? Yeah. Or meaning, like, you want to see a bar and a table? All of those things. Okay. But, like, right away, I want you to have easy access to a bite yep. and easy access to a drink. Yeah. Yes. But here's what those drinks should be. White wine, mm-hmm. champagne, sparkling water. Yeah. If you want me to butler a specialty cocktail, that mother had better be in the back because here's what I don't want is a clump of people gathered around a hibiscus cooler and being like, oh, what's this? What's in it? Oh, that's so interesting. Do you make the hibiscus? And now I have a log jam because Mrs. Roper wants to know everything about the hibiscus cooler. So I'm like, get it in the back. This is so genius. I'm so there. I don't need the signature cocktail. No, and the canapes up front need to also be the ones like pigs in a blanket. Right, I want like, you oh, front and center. Because yeah. everyone knows what that is. They're not going to be, because there's always a person who's like, what's in it? How yes. is it made? Do you make your own phyllo? Yes. Really? It's what's in that aioli? And I'm like, like, move along, Gladys. Like, and I was get like, out the of there. The person who's passing the hors d'oeuvres is not the person who made the aioli. Like, stop but they having- should know. They yes. should know, yes, but it's also like. Four things. But, you know, yes, peppering them with questions is, like, not exactly making their job easier, necessarily. No. And it's, like, blocking my oh gracious my God, receiving so, lane. okay. I love this. So I might get out of there. Right. Yes. Then my other things are, like, I want something new on the floor every 20 to 30 minutes. Oh, my gosh. What is that even? Oh, new food. New, new food. Be- new food. New, new drink. Back. I'm, like, we, I, I, like, always, and that should be the whole evening. Like, I want something new happening. Okay. It doesn't have to be major. It should be small, but right. like something that someone hasn't seen. So I'm like, don't, don't forgive me. This. The, what? Oh no, there's no. Forgiving. I was going to be crass. We're loving this. I was It'll gonna, be crass. I was going to say, don't blow your load yeah. right at the front. Like save yes. it. 
Yes. Same cocktail hours, like foreplay. Like, yes. let's go slow. Like, okay. but let's roll it out it's over it time so that yeah. every once in right. a while, like, there's a new canopy. Ooh, I didn't see the cantaloupe yep. balls. Like, yes. then, oh my God, there's a new cocktail. We haven't had that. Yes. So I'm constantly interested. I'm constantly like, oh, I didn't. See. And you're like, people are, and that should continue through I'm the like, whole evening. So embarrassed at how I, Same. I am didn't the know. easiest mark. Same. I am the person who's like, like, I didn't see that. Wow. I, I can't stand it. I got to try it. Place. Exactly. Yeah. I do events where my right. husband's like, you are chasing people with trays. And I was like, <laughs> yes, I am. Yes. I love food. And also yeah. sometimes those Same. things disappear and they're like, oh no, the last tray of, you know, Spanakopita just went out and you're like, Ugh. Yeah. Well, I'm also like, out. have the food coming from as many directions as possible. Yeah. Because if you're dealing with a person like me, I'll mark that enter that waiter's yeah. exit and from waiter. the moment oh, I arrive. I, like, and then even subconsciously, I'll just eventually be like, oh my God, I, I have found my way to where the food is coming yes. out. I don't, I shouldn't be here. This is terrible. Yeah. But like we, as humans, we know we are built to want to be near the thing that we want. So you're either going to, which is also like the people who stand by the bar. Yeah. And then like yep. once they've got their cocktails, they just sta- keep hate, standing there. That. That's not good. I hate like, that. Kim, David, out of here. Yeah. Move, please. Move it. I am, de- I am dealing with like, we're going to have more than one bar, right? Probably we're going to have like yeah. four or five yeah. or 15, depending please. on. But like, get out of there. Get out Move of there. But that's the thing also of the people who think that the bar is an actual bar. Right. It's like, like no, 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 this is a temporary. Like, yeah, exactly. Like right. this is not Pete's Tavern. You're local where you sidle up to the bar. Right. Right. This is a getting it out situation. Yeah. It would be lovely if it was like a just kind of standard loiter that's so sexy, but yeah. it's not for a wedding. Not the case. So yeah. God it's like damn. new things, new yes. things throughout the whole evening. I also, I love a surprise. I want to talk about this because sure. I think as a theatrical being, people are like, Ari, your wedding is going to be crazy and fun and cool, like, because you're a performer. And I'm like, yes, but I'm not a singer. It's not like I'm, and I don't have a lot of friends who are singers. So I'm not going to have like, oh, and then Sophie's getting up there and singing a tune. Well, I guess you just asked me. She's going to do my Exactly. I see your guitar. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> But I'm so I'm spending a lot of time thinking about what are what are the elements of theatricality that I do know how to do and how do I incorporate different elements of surprise into the evening through just a, a performance slash hospitality standpoint that's not just um, such a blatant like I, we're theater people so I have such a, a good question yeah yeah so I love the idea of constantly bringing out new things like that that fits into this category so. Please elaborate on on surprise and how you make it happen. I mean, I think it's like there are many ways to do it, right? And there are a lot of different kinds of surprise. Yeah. So one of the things that I talk about a lot or that I feel strongly about that most people are like, why do you care about this? But I'm like, don't, you know, these when you sit down at a wedding and there's like a booklet there and it lists like everybody's name and oh. you're like, okay, so, you know, like. It's like, like have I ever we're gonna, seen this? Never seen that. You know, like they have these like programs for the oh, evening. Oh, okay. like yeah, yeah, who's yeah, giving yeah. toasts and all. Who's that giving toasts? And it's like Not it's like an order of the evening. And I'm like, exit. Give it to people as they go out. You know, it's like in Blackbird. This was in my speech. It was like on Blackbird on Broadway. Mm-hmm. You know, like when you went in, it was just Michelle Williams and Jeff right. Bridges' names in the program. Like they're not mentioning right. that towards the end of the play, yes. there's going to be a third actress. And when you left, you got the. 
Right. Yeah. You got the actor singing because they couldn't talk about her. Right. Yeah. Because if they did, then you'd spend the whole time being like, well, when's Where's she, she coming? coming out? Yeah. It's just these two. What? Who's this other person? Like you, if you're going to surprise people, surprise people. Yeah. But it doesn't have to be like, you know, Tony Braxton or Madonna coming no. out of the floor. Like, that's not what we're talking about. Like, just let people enjoy the evening. Yeah. Let it be like a remembrance at the end of the night. Like, oh, wasn't that lovely? And this is who all those people were. As opposed to like, this is the roadmap and we're going to follow it. Right. No. And the second part of that is that when you're, so right, I build these like really detailed timelines because yes. I love logistics. Mm-hmm. And because in my favorite episode of West Wing, because I'm a West Wing fanatic, uh-huh. Allison Janney, um, CJ Craig is her character, but she talks about um, having a thing, uh, a binder that's like, if I get hit by a bus, yes. you know what to do. And so I talk to my team about it. I'm like, this is the, the our program, our timelines are built mm-hmm. so that if I get hit by a bus, anyone, anyone should be able to pick this paper up and run this wedding. Today. Right. Yeah. But those are like roadmaps. Mm-hmm. You have to know when to drop it mm-hmm. because energy is everything. Yeah. And so when we're talking about like the other kind of surprises that you're talking about, like, Oh, I have some friends who could perform. Knowing when to do those things yes. is the is the most complicated thing because yeah. in the middle of dinner, and you have to kind of like figure out what kind of a couple you are. Mm-hmm. Are you a long dinner and then dancing couple? Or are you a dancing, then dinner, then dancing, then entree, like right. salad, okay. then dancing, then entree, this. then dancing, are then like toast? No. Like, are we peppering the evening with activities that are like interspersed with dancing? Or are we having like a meal and then we're going to start partying? I know what I think. Well, that's what I thought I wanted because I love to eat and I love dinner parties and I love the conversation that is... That can only happen if you're sitting with a group of people for a long time. Mm-hmm. But then I do sometimes like the energy that you can start with, you know, interspersing some moments of of everyone getting up and dancing and not just speeches. So I'm a little I'm torn right now about what we're going to do. I feel just in my ahead. I feel in my body as you're talking about this. <laughs> yes. I feel the nervousness of getting up to dance and then sitting back down I mean, I and looking it. at my tr- at my plate and being like, yeah, I don't think we're I'm do not that. hungry because I know I might have to dance again soon. And it's also the fear of like, oh my god, I went up to go dance. Are they going to clear my plate? Exactly. Which I hate because I'm never done. And because that's exactly <laughs> when they clear the plates. Yep, that is that's what's built in. There, yeah, it's true. Yeah. yeah. So I am recovering our tracks. Yes, no. exactly. exactly. You don't have to sit through clearing because you're doing the horror. Right. Yeah. Oh, which don't even get me started on the horror. No, a horror is a big no. I hate a horror. Oh my God. I had a bride who just was like, I don't like the horror. I have to do it. We're a horror family. But <laughs> I don't like it. So please, no more than like yes. three times right, around. Right. Like as soon as I'm in the chair, cut it. Yes. So it was like me on. and the band director and I was like, go, go, yeah. cut, it, cut, cut, cut it, cut it. They truly go on they for go eight forever. to 12 minutes. You like, and like, take a shit. I'm it's sorry. Just, and it's still going. Yeah. When you come I forget back. that you shouldn't mime on a podcast. <laughs> I'm doing no, it's it. Fine. You know, you I'm doing this whole thing over here. It was <laughs> elaborate and he was trying not to touch the table. Yeah. Um, okay. So suddenly you're thinking if that would be your style. That's very interesting. No, I just felt, what is, well, Ambulance. 
I uh, or parade. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, I don't think it's an ambulance. It's only not. Is there some sort of celebration? Just someone with a beer uh, bomb. Yeah. Um, I I think that we will probably end up doing um, sit down dinner with speeches because we love speeches. We have no more than five minutes. No more than five minutes each. Oh, five minutes, even five that minutes is, is too much. A lot. I mean, it's like if, if it's. You'd be it's like a, like a, a medium level stand up comedian only does a tight five. I know, but a, a father who's nervous, my dad, will just start rambling. Oh no! Whereas if I'm like, so we're gonna do no more than five minutes. Do they I actually t- take the notes? Yeah, mm. most of the time. And then what I do is I try and position myself somewhere nearby where they can see me, mm-hmm. supporting them, and, and yet it, also yeah. keeping time. Yeah. yeah, being like, no, no, no. Yeah. Got it. Because oh, I can't God. like get out the hook. It's not no, the no, gong no. show. Although that's I'm dating really myself, funny. but like, <laughs> yeah, um, no, that's a good. You know, idea. you have to. You have to, I so it's like some one of those things I say at every meeting with the family and the people. I'm like, oh, in the speech, ideal speeches are no more than five minutes. Like I will say it a thousand times during a planning process because I want it to embed in them. I want yes. it to become a part of their cellular structure. Yeah, but okay. Do you think that part of the issue, because I think we've all been at these weddings where the speeches go on and on is that people actually don't time themselves. And so they don't know that their speech is actually eight and a half minutes or nine minutes or 20 fucking yeah, minutes. Yeah, they don't practice it. They don't practice it. Which Chris is and like, I are going to ask you can only have to practice it. And we are going to tell them to print it out and you will not be giving your speech from an iPhone. Oh, of course not. But well, that's, what do you mean? It's rampant. Actually, well, here's oh, a I was at the Kennedy Center Are you going to have iPhones Sorry. at your wedding? <gasps> I love this question. I'm not going to take people's phones away. Period. I, but I'm not. I'm not allowing anyone to speak from their. You phone. also should not allow them to have it at the ceremony, because then people start taking photographs at the ceremony, and it's like there's a photographer, there's a professional person here to take photos. You don't need to take a shitty one with your iPhone. To I send know. Me later. But also, guess what? Every photo is going to be of you walking down the aisle. Of a bunch of thirty-five people up. having that's their so phones true. in there. Oh, I think that's a great way to tell people, as opposed to making it about just like technology. Just saying, we don't want the pictures of the phones in the pictures of. It's the, the same thing at the reception. Yeah, every yeah. photo that you get people is like, going to be a photo of somebody holding their phone. You will always be trying to edit phones, lit phone screens out of your wedding phone. Also, the number of people now who accidentally turn on their <laughs> flashlight. She's up. Oh my god. Ari's okay, freaking wow. out. Oh, this is great. I'm Wait, like, Ari, okay. Do you have a wedding planner? We have a couple people we're talking to, but we still don't know where we're getting married, so we can't okay, sign so a contract with them. Where you're getting married would would then decide if you get a Chicago or a New York or whatever wedding yeah. planner. Okay. Yeah. Totally reasonable. If for many reasons, and also it's a great budgetary yeah. thing. Because, you know. While I would certainly advocate for New York planners being able to work anywhere, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. Like, oh, yes, but you can. if you, if you're if you're if you, whether you are outrageously wealthy or you're working on a budget, like the budget conversation doesn't change. Yeah, whether you're spending ten thousand dollars or ten million dollars, mm-hmm. it's always the same, no matter what the dollar amount is, and it you know so it's like. You should be having responsible conversations about money all the time. Yeah. So That's if totally she's interviewing wedding planners or talking to these people, what should she look out for? Oh, Lord. There's so there's so many things. But I would say like... Like on the good side. Ask them. No. I mean, I think that you should ask them about their contracts and pricing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What their scope of services are. Like, what are you going to do for me? And what are your like, how many packages do you offer? Do you do like... First of all, like I, I will say for... 
for my money, like there's no such thing as day of planning. No. If anyone's like, oh, I'll just come in no, on the no, day no, of, no. like run from them no. because that's impossible. Yeah, no. Like month of is one thing because I'm like, you need four weeks. With, even if you're just going to, even if everyone's doing all the heavy lifting yeah. and you're just going to come in and run it, you still need four oh, weeks yeah. to like get to know all of the vendors, all of the people, like some people can pick it up. I'm just like, that's not for no, me. So no. I'm like, look for people who have like a month of package and see if that works for you. Do you know, like the first question I have been asking people is, have you had any experience working in the theater? Yeah. Oh, that's a great question. Because I, I just want to, because I'm like, I, yeah, rehearse. I want to tech through this fucking show. <laughs> oh yeah, you better. I want to. They you know? do you work with production stage managers. Yeah, like, are you just a wedding winner? Or, come on, let's yeah. get well, Let me see your resume. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And what's your current status? Yeah. Are you in good standing? Yeah, you exactly. your due? Like, what's Fuck going on? Or is that the only union you remember? Yeah. <laughs> no, but it's, it's true. true. And yeah. it's like, I want... At first, I was like, oh, we just need a day of before I knew anything. But now I'm like, no, we want a full service planner, but I'm just going to be very involved, which is great. Which yeah. I love. Yeah. There's the, it's harder the other way. Yeah. When people are like, because then, then it does feel like you're making up a day for somebody else. Mm-hmm. And that can start to get weird. And it's yeah. hard to keep you out of that. Yeah. And keep them in it. Even if they're like, no, we love all of these ideas. I'm like, yes, but is it? Is it you or are you just not like focused? Yeah. And then we're going to get there and you're going to walk in and be like, how did I get an all scarlet ballroom? Yeah. <laughs> and I would be like, well, who doesn't love color? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is my style, babe. Yeah. yeah. Other, or when, and when they like, they, of course, they'll have signed off on the design deck and all of those things. But like, but they- it, you know, there's. Just trying to keep people off of autopilot and really focused. Oh, yeah. Um, so I prefer people who are really involved. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Do you have, like, other big questions? I mean, I have a lot of big we personal s- questions. but uh, Well, we- I mean, I, I, we're here. Ask some. Well, what do you think are things that couples often come into the process, like, at, at the very beginning, thinking are important that, like, ultimately, like, hang-ups that couples have that they need to get over? Um, I think tradition bears he- weighs heavily on people's shoulders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like the idea of like, oh, well, we have to do these things. Garter toss, bouquet, which to, in the, in like, in this day and age, I'm like, I don't even, I, I'm off, I'm often like surprised when a couple is like, oh, we want to do these things. And I was yeah. like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I sometimes assume like we will, are not doing these things yeah. anymore, right. like globally, but yeah. some people really want those things. And I'm like, okay, great. So we have to insert that in. So I think tradition weighs heavily on people's shoulders. Like they're like, oh, we have to do things a certain way. And I'm like, you don't have to do anything a certain way. Yeah. Let's be, we do have to be mindful of the people who are paying. If it's not you, Mm -hmm. you know, if your mother is paying for all of this and she happens to want X, Y, and Z, let's talk about it. Because, you know, again, being gracious, you know, people who are being gracious about what they're receiving, but also like gracious hosts and like giving some people what they want yeah. and like fighting, choosing our battles, you know, mm-hmm. again, back to Madeline Albright, like yeah. right. let's figure out what we're going to fight for and what we're going to like let go because ultimately you don't care. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think that, you know, couples get into ruts about, you know, the, like those conflicts of like, Oh, it needs to be this. And I was yeah. like, it doesn't like what, it, what yeah. do you want? What do you, you know? Yeah, you get to, like, the heart of the issue. Like, what are yeah. we really arguing about? This is when the therapy comes in. 
But it's all therapy. It's, it really is. And COVID was like a whole other thing of like then having to make sure that everybody was, you know, a family I worked with recently was like everyone had to be vaccinated that came on site. Mm-hmm. And everyone had to be tested twice before they came on site. So it was a whole, that's a whole other ball game that like right. that will be a like, part of our lives forever, but it's like a whole, is, is a thing. Yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. Right now it very much is. Hopefully and then not I think forever, but yeah. yeah. To, and that, that's part of what I keep saying to clients in the not-for-profit and like wedding spaces is like, you can't pretend this is going away. We mm-hmm. have to pretend like it's going to be here for a long time. And just what are the tools we have to deal with the fact that it's happening, it's going to be happening. And like, we can still have safe events. Yeah, I've done Broadway openings for a thousand people yeah. and we just made sure everyone was vaccinated and we tested everybody before yeah. they came. And so far them. everything has worked out. Like yeah. we can do this. Exactly. Yeah. We it's can just, do this. And it's also like, if we want our collective industries to continue to yes. thrive in any way, we have to just say, we are going to keep going. We're going to figure out the ways in which we do this and we do it safely. And like, because that's it, right? It's almost been two years. hundred percent. You, you know, right. We can't just sit around being like, well, I'll never perform live in front of people again, or I'll never be in a room with 200 people again. It's like, that is a part. If you're if you are a person who does not enjoy that, then that's one thing. But if you're a person for whom that feels, you know, a, I don't know, alive making, yeah. then you got to figure it out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think about when you're talking to planners, a couple of things that have come up that I've been thinking about as we were talking about what do you ask planners is like, how are you paid? Do you do you work on commission or do you flat fee? Mm-hmm. Do you accept commissions? Is that a part of your compensation? Yeah. Like, what are those things? Being very clear about vendors with vendors and planners about what are their COVID cancellation policies and really understanding what all of that is. And then the thing that I think is the biggest hurdle when you're starting conversations with couples is like whether or not they understand if it's a New York wedding, what things typically cost. Oh, yeah. No one. Because you you just like most people don't know. No. And of course, everything is a choice mm-hmm. from high to low. But if you're talking about a first class wedding band in New York City on a Saturday night, oh, yeah. most people don't know that that costs $45,000. What? Yeah. Wait. Oh, my God. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I think <laughs> I'm telling you for the yeah, first time. Yeah, you definitely are. $45,000, which, P.S., also very well deserved. Artists totally. should be paid for their work. But also, I just wasn't expecting that number. Yeah. Wow. Most people don't know that wedding cakes usually start start from any of the big. And of course, this is what I'm saying. It's like there are all sorts of ways to skin this. Yes, cat. But if we're course. talking about like the people whose names you're seeing in news or in like articles are sure. on the Food Network. Yeah. And that's not about celebrity. That's about like these are people who are making big cakes right. in New York City. Because yeah. like, yeah. no one knows these names or most people don't know these names around the country. But they have the names or they're judging on Food Network because they're great cake makers. But by and large, wedding cakes in New York City for most weddings are going to be between fifteen and $30,000 starting oh my God, and going up to like two hundred. Like, So it's yeah. some of it is education. Like yeah. some of it is talking to people about like, so, you know, how much homework have you done? So how do you feel about Sarah Lee? Because I will be making it out oh, of the box I'm like for your totally wedding. I'm totally down with doing a giant sheet cake. I know, would like that be amazing? Giant. Yeah. I, I'm not a big cake person. I could care less. And but, this, and then there's right. the conversation about budget, and this speaks to what you were saying: is yeah. like 
getting to the core of like, where do you want to allocate your dollars yes. best? Yeah. If you don't care about cake, don't do cake. You don't even have to do like pumpkin. Be like, oh, do a pie display. No, fine. Do a pie display if you love pie. But that's also or not just zero don't dollars. Don't do right. a dessert display of any kind. Right. And do like if you're not dessert people, drop some like beautiful pedophores on mm-hmm. the table right at the end of the thing. Start dancing, and then for the rest of the night, have some like mini cupcakes come out, yes. or like mini like do some mini desserts. Yeah. Pepper through the rest of the night, like whatever, or shots or espresso martinis, <laughs> or like you know, like yes, any of those of things. Course. But like you don't have to do no. anything. And those conversations, like getting to the budget of like, but if food is your thing. Right. It's like, where do you, how do you do the diet? How are you pulling those levers and like arranging those things in order? And also wedding photography. Again, we're talking about for a, for most good to great wedding photographers, usually their package are starting around $10,000 for the for the great ones, the big names, the people who like, if you're going to Harper's Bazaar and you're looking at that list of okay, like, these right. are the top wedding photographers in the world. Right. Those numbers are going to start around $30,000 up to $100,000. And so you have to, I'm like, go into you this, to do some research. Oh my God. Oh yeah, you should. You know, like get, do some research, figure out. And that's the thing. And also, because that's the, that's part of what I deal with a lot is people are like, my cousin is a great photographer. Right. And I'm like, perfect. But do they understand how to shoot a wedding? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, how to shoot a wedding from every angle and then and no one from your team is in any of those shots. Right. And they're not like uh, I'm never seeing a photographer. There. Yeah. Yeah. And it looks like and then what kind of photography do you want? Yeah. Do you want like setups? No, or black do you and white want, candid. Sorry, what do you want? <laughs> and if that's it, if it's I'm black and white candids, then you're part. calling John Dolan. Like John Dolan is the person. If you were like, we want black and white candidates, I would be like, go look at John Dolan's website. Like, but if okay. you want something else, then I would be like, look at Jose Villa. Look at, you know, like, look at Christian Auth. Look at, you know, Danielle Klein Williams. Like, look at Ricky Rodriguez. Like, you're thinking of who is the, again, finding the right creative team for your wedding. Yeah. That might not be the person that you thought my whole life I want this photographer. Yes. Because then you might be like, oh, but then, you know, yeah. So it's all about like moving the. D- John Dolan is very good. Sorry. <laughs> She's on the computer. Very into this. <laughs> um, so it is that thing of like looking at the numbers, rearranging the money so that everything is exactly what you want it to be. Yeah. Yeah. And like, and, and part of that, but it's what you just said, like rearranging the numbers so that everything is exactly what you wanted it to be. But a part of that, depending on your budget, is also compromising in some ways. So like yeah. not everything is going to be what you want it to be. But you've but, made that strategy. Exactly. You've been like, like this is important decisions. from one to 10. Yeah. 10, you know, like if, if invitations are 10 on your list, I'm sending you to paperless post and being like, buy those coins, girl. Yeah. It's right. going to be maybe like $400. Yeah. You know right. what I mean? And you're going to have something that is nice, but that you don't prioritize. But if invitations is number one, that's going to be a different conversation about who we're calling. Do you yeah. ever have somebody where invitations is number one? No. Oh, yeah. Number one. I know people who like their invitations. Mean are, everything. Mean everything to them. And wow. they've been like what they've wanted. Like what people received in the mail was they've thought about that their entire life. Oh, about yeah. like what's wow. that invitation? And they it's like, is it a garden gate? And does it, is there, 
is the box a part of the garden gate? And is there a key that comes on your save the date so that when oh. the invitation comes in the mail, you use the key to unlock a box. And then the, when the box opens, a garden pops up. Oh. Like this oh. is what we're, we're not going, we're not getting invited to the right weddings. Cause this sounds incredible. <laughs> this is where do you send them for that? Um, there, you know, the, the people wow. that I love to work with our red bliss design, CC Johnson, um, 1440 here in New York, um, Laren Black out of like, and these are people like when you go to their, um, when you go to their websites and you're looking at the things that they've created, they're works of art. Right. You know, like Red Bliss did this one where it was a skull that arrived. It was a chocolate skull that arrived in the mail and you had to like bang on it with a hammer to break open the skull to like pull the invitation out. Like there's so much artistry in the wedding industry that you know, people talk about it like, and there is a lot of money there. It's yeah. a billion, billions of dollar oh, industry. Yeah. And so like there are artisans who, and it's, it would shock you. Well, it wouldn't shock you guys, but so many people in the wedding industry from every line are involved in theater and, the yeah. Arts and mm, yeah. you know, in some way, yeah. shape or form. Like yeah. we all sort of came from somewhere creative. Well, I think that gives you hope, right? Yeah. <laughs> to find where. Okay. One self, another selfish, selfish question. So this venue that we had become recently the front runner for us that shall not be named, we've been doing some recon on it and we found out some very unsavory details about the management there. And we've spoken to some people who have thrown not weddings there, but events. Mm -hmm. And um, it has been nightmarish to say the least. Do we just take them off our list? Or I was saying to Sophie before you got here, I'm sure this is something someone else might be like, yeah, but my wedding planner will handle them. But I feel horrible about sending my wedding planner into the fucking, into a Lion's war. Done, yeah. yeah. So I like, have you had any experience with vendors and specifically venues who are just terrible to work with? Like a couple is suing them. Not us. The, ven- the venue. There's a venue. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, my answer to that, putting on my Madeleine Albright hat, yeah. um, is you're doing the right thing. So you're doing recon, which is so important. Yeah. Um, tents fall down for a reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and, and that's sort of the thing that I always say is like, do your research and really figure out like what's worth it to you because things and people don't tend to change. Yeah. You know, like it, and if, listen, some people pay us to do that. That's why you pay a wedding planner is sometimes to fight your battles for you because the venue is so important to you that you're like, and say to them, what's important to us is like honesty, be honest, say, this is what I found out. Does this score up with what you've heard or what, what you've said? And do you feel, given your professional expertise, like this would be a deal breaker for you joining my team? Or are you okay to go in and work in this space? And if you are, what would your plan be for navigating that particular person, situation, or venue? But can you ask that of a wedding planner before you've signed a contract with them? 100%. Okay. I. You should ask you them should. before okay, you sign a contract. Okay, with them. I just feel because like I've been nagging these people, and sorry, they don't, I don't. Okay, yeah, it's totally our job. 
And so for you, it sounds like what Ari just said about this venue, like things seem a little bit shady. They seem to kind of be doing like, oh, actually that would be an extra surcharge, right? It's like, sure, you have this area, but then actually this other area, like you have to pay extra. Like the bathrooms are an extra. (laughs) Oh, I was like, oh God, don't go there. It's kind of like shady stuff. And the fact that like a couple is suing them and all this stuff. But you were like, no, that's 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 not a deal breaker. Oh, well, what I think is like figure out if it's a deal breaker right. for you. Yeah. And my ultimate advice would be like, just don't expect it to change. Right. Yeah. Even if that's your planner says they can deal with it or they're willing to deal with it, you then then it's like it's incumbent upon you then to walk into your experience with that venue. Yeah. And every step of the way internalize yeah. the struggle. As being something that you set yourself up for. Right. That's what I would, that's what I'm saying to you. Yeah. Not what I would say, but that's what I would say to you. It's like, you you have to know when you're going into it, you have to know with certain people. Yeah. There are people in every industry. They have notorious reputations for a reason. Yeah. Don't be surprised when they they live up to them. Yeah. That's exactly what Ari, before you got here, Ari was, before you got here, Ari was like, they're telling me who they are and I have to believe them, which yes, is right. That's exactly yeah. it. And so if you if you're willing to make that compromise right. and you understand that because it's the only place you want to get married, right. How just know it going in. Yeah. Maybe it won't be as bad as you thought. Maybe you won't have any issue. But probably. But it will. might be, and it probably will be. <laughs> yeah. Because again, yeah. the- things and people don't tend to change. No. It's so hard not to be an optimist in certain ways <sighs> and just be like, oh no, but I'm sure we can handle it. Yeah. But some people hire certain people and they're like, they know going in and they're like, well, this is going to be terrible. Yeah. But what we're going to get out of it is going to be better. And sometimes that works out. Right. And they're like, it was a war, but I got what I wanted. Yeah. yeah. You just have to know sometimes it's going to be a war. Yeah. And if it's if it's the hill you want to die on, I don't know if, if a venue is, is the hill I want to die on. No, totally. Like, and. I think it starts with that conversation that some people have is like, what, you know, like, why do I need a wedding planner? And I was like, would you operate on yourself? Yeah. Right. <laughs> yes. Like, are you going to take out your own spleen? Yeah. Oh I'm not. God. I'm going to yeah. go to a surgeon. And yeah. by the way, the cost for those things for a wedding and a surgery are usually the same. So like, why <laughs> not go yeah. in these, this day and age? Like sometimes more. You know, yeah. There are 20, there are 10, 12 and $20 million weddings. Yeah. There are million dollar weddings. There are $10,000 weddings. They're all great weddings. Yeah. But like, you know, yeah, it's going to cost you $10,000 for someone to like do a small surgery on your toe. Yeah. But you definitely want to know but that you, the person who's doing that is an good. expert at what they do. What the they will make every step of it easier. Yeah. The beginning, the middle and the end. And yeah. that's kind of like. What I usually say is like, just think about it and, and think about what you need day of month of full service, whatever. Yeah. What do you think? Oh my God. Sorry. You probably have to leave, but guess what? I have one more question. <laughs> okay. This is our wrap up question, but I can't wait to hear it. Well, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> what do you think? Be, we've been talking about how expensive weddings can be. What, where is a place where you feel couples get scammed? <gasps> yeah. Like where do people blow their money when they really could save? I guess it's all about like buff- you could do a buffet or as opposed to a plated, but I think it I think it all starts and ends with like spend is thinking about priorities mm-hmm. and not trying to show off. Sure, it would be nice when everyone landed in Cancun 
that they were welcomed at the hotel with a giant bag full of like beach towels and aspirin and fun sunglasses and a blow up monogrammed beach ball. Yeah. And like little containers of pre-made margaritas with your wedding look on. But like you're going to spend a lot of money on something and sometimes, but not always, those are left in the hotel room. Yeah. Yeah. Have a great welcome night party. Yeah. Yes. Not, don't do both. You know what I mean? Like, it's again, like, and doing your, doing recon, you know, like making sure that if you're going to spend $20,000 on a wedding cake, that the person making it has a lot of happy couples, Mm -hmm. a part of their history and try and find some of those people and talk to them. What was that relationship like? Like, you know, like understanding that if you're going to invest in something, that it's a sound investment. Absolutely. Um, And yes, there are venues who are, you know, upcharging on certain things or like, you know, there are things to look out for in contracts and all of those things. But I think a lot of that can be solved with like common good sense. Yeah. And some sort of intuitive ability. Yeah. Like, do you feel good when you visit the venue? Mm -hmm. Does it feel like the people there are committed to your unique wedding or are they like, this is the great hall. This is typically where we would go do the ceremony (laughs) and then we would move into the courtyard room and the courtyard room is where you would do cocktails. And like, I have like already have a gun out wanting to blow my head off Mm -hmm. because you know, it's a factory. Yes. And that may be what you want and (laughs) what you can afford and you can make a factory unique and you can make it work for you, you know, but like, Read your contracts before you sign them. Yeah. If you have a friend who's a lawyer, have them look at them too. Or use, you know, common sense when you're reading them. Ask a lot of people, they just are afraid to ask questions. Yeah. Even about my contract. Like, oh, we didn't want to bother you. And I was like, yeah, you're going to bother me a lot. Yeah, not, that's our, you know, like, not, you're not going to be bothersome. Yeah. But, like, your job is to bother me. That's the nature of this relationship. Totally. We are right. making a contractual agreement yeah. to, like, be available to each other. Yeah, exactly. but actually, but I feel like that's also, I imagine, helpful for you to hear because I feel like, you know, you're, you are a very kind and empathetic person who doesn't want to spend all of your time, who, who doesn't want to, you know, what's the word? Like, you don't want be to be nagging someone and all of that stuff. Like yeah. that is actually just part of it, which is so hard to to know because that's never your relationship with people. True, right? but like I think once a... I sign a contract and I'm like, oh. I'm paying you money, then nice. sure. But it's like I know for me, my time is money, and if I'm if someone is asking me a bunch of like basically to do my job for free, I'm going to get annoyed. So that's right. why I'm hesitant to ask too many questions to wedding planners before we sign off because I don't I, be. Okay. And 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 look out for people who seem bothered yeah. by your asking a lot of questions before you hire them. Yeah. Because yeah. they will be as bothered once you have started Absolutely. paying them money. Oh and that is change. not what you want. Yeah. Again, like listen to people, watch them, pay attention to what you're seeing and hearing. And then ask people, what are your do you have any boundaries? Like yeah. we don't, you know, in especially when it comes to luxury wedding planning, when you're talking about People who are working, you know, planners who are working on commission and you're talking about a million dollar wedding, that's a, just do the math. That's a big fee. Yeah. 20% on a million dollar wedding. You're paying me a lot of money. Yeah. And there are expectations about then, okay, what, how available to me are you? Can I call you 
anytime. Mm-hmm. And some people are like, sure, I'm available to you 24-7. And some people will say, no, oh, I don't. Seen- I don't do business via text, which, by the way, you shouldn't. Yeah. Like, put everything in emails. The only way you can keep a record yeah. is if you lose your phone. Like you know, like, don't, I don't typically have conversations with clients on the weekend unless it's an emergency. Yeah. You know, like, I think it's perfectly, perfectly respectable to draw some, totally. you know, little boundary lines yeah. in the sand and say, this is how I'm respectful of my time. Yeah. How are you respectful of your time? You know, after six o'clock in your house, is it dinner time? And then, you know, we go to bed. I won't text you after six. Like, yeah. open up those lines of communication about yeah. like, what are your boundaries? What are mine? Yes. No matter how much money it is, we're all entitled to have them. Yeah. But just start the relationship off on a good foot by saying, okay, hey, how do you work? What, how, what do you not want? You know? Absolutely. I keep seeing these contracts from planners that are like, full service, you are entitled to 12 meetings with us or something. And I'm like, no, I'm, I'm not someone who like is going to be my buddy. Totally. And I'm yeah. like, honey, if I'm paying you $200,000, I'm a lot more than 12 meetings. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's also like, right, so what constitutes wild. a meeting? Is it like, yeah. if I call you on the phone to ask a question about flowers, is that like one of my meetings? Yeah, right. I think so. Yeah. Oh, That's God. Bizarre. Well, goodbye to that. And, it, you know, it's like, and I understand all of those things. Some people, it's really important because they don't know what boundaries are and some clients don't. And so from the beginning, you have to be like, hey, this is what you get. And that's not a bad thing either. Mm-hmm. But... As entitled as they are to put that into their contract, you're also, if you're like, look, you're my planner, mm-hmm. you're the person I want to work with, mm-hmm. this doesn't really work for me. Right. I want to be able to, like, first of all, or I need to define what a meaning is so that right. I'm super clear Absolutely. beyond a shadow of a doubt. But also, for the fee, I think that this could be X. Like, everything's a negotiation. Yeah. Don't be afraid to negotiate. Well, that's true. That's Empower true. yourself to do all of those things because it will be... They're a long process, you know, by the, I did a wedding in September that I'd been working on for two years (gasps) by the time we actually did it because of COVID. No, I know. I know. But I'm sorry. I'm just giving an audible gasp for our audience. So it's like that. It's like that (laughs) Kevin and Jeffrey used to say, and I won't say why, because it's a, it's not a great story, but when you're talking about who you're going to join a producing team of a Broadway show with, Mm -hmm. like, who are you going to invite to your table? Make sure you like all of those people. Yeah. yeah. Because if it's a hit, you're going to be working with them, them for 20 years. Yeah. yeah. It's the same thing with a wedding planner. Like, make sure you like the yes. person that you hire, even if you have to negotiate a little bit. Mm-hmm. Make sure you like them because you're going to be working with them not only a lot, but for a while. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And so, it's you know, those things become really important. Totally. We've been talking for almost an hour and a half, so I think we should cut it off there, even though, of course, we can keep talking about weddings and wedding plannings and Ari's wedding once we halt. But this was so insanely informative and so yeah, much fun. I can't, I mean, this was, then I'm like, oh God, we should just erase everything that we've, all the wedding stuff that we've done before this, because no. this was so, but it really is, it's like it got to the heart of so many matters that yes. we've kind of been trying to get to, but we just don't know enough. This was fantastic. And it's weird because beyond this, there are like a million little things that you'll learn. Oh. Just tell your yeah. groomsmen to bring two shirts. What is They'll that sweat mean? through the first one. Oh, we're not photos. having groomsmen. But I oh. will tell. It's one of those little things where I'm like, 
It's one of those little wedding things yeah, where I'm like, so best sorry. piece of advice, tell your groms when to bring two, two shirts. Will you just give us, first one. Just give us like a couple of your favorite pieces of advice just as we're signing off. Oh God, that's one of them is I'm always like, don't check, don't check your wedding dress. What's Keep it mean? on the plane with you. If you're traveling, oh, okay. don't check it. Tell your bridesmaids and groomsmen to do the same. Yes. Okay. Tuxes, bridesmaid dresses, and wedding gowns, they stay on the plane. Okay. Wait. They, with them. you. They don't go underneath. No, yeah, so they yeah, can yeah. get lost. Yeah. Like they stay with you. Yeah, yeah. clutching. Call it. the airline ahead and be like, "I'm bringing a wedding gown on the airline, or buy a seat for the gown." Yeah, if it's that big. If it's that, if you spent twenty thousand dollars on a wedding dress, you can afford to buy it a plane oh, ticket. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the more esoteric ones is I was like, "Can you afford haze? Because a ballroom with theatrical haze." The lighting looks 20 times better. Oh, of course. Yeah. Fill that room sure with paint. Yes. <laughs> theater, theater yeah. tricks. And weddings Absolutely. like shows are all about transitions. Yes. Oh my God. Transitions, transitions, oh transitions, 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 transitions. Guys, in your rehearsals for your weddings, you should just be doing a transition rehearsal. Just 100%. do the transition, just run the transitions. I might I make people oh gosh, I when I'm running wedding rehearsals, I make people start where they're gonna end up. And then we work through the ceremony. And then I'm like, now reverse out of here. Mm-hmm. So now you know where you're going to start. Now I'm going to walk you back in. Right. Yeah, and then good, make you good. leave again. Yeah. Very good. Because it's transitions. Yeah. Transitions. Great events are all about transitions. It's true. I have too much to say. But we, I mean, if you would like, we'd love to have you back on. Oh, of course. This was this was just like talking with right. this fun people yeah. who, who I like. You know, like, so, yeah. You should have like a... Like a monthly check-in with Ryan or like a, you know. Oh, God, it'd be so great. If you're available. I know we're going into the holidays and I don't want to make any promises to our listeners, but thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank Thank you you for having me. Are you kidding? Oh, my God. This was best. An absolute joy. $45,000 for a wedding band. That's all I have to say. Of course, everybody (laughs) should be getting paid. Artists need to be getting paid. I just was not expecting that number. I feel like he was so right to say that the first part of his job is education. Yeah. Because for me, this process has just been a series of like, oh, I'm sorry, how much did you, what was that number again? Shocked. Shocked. I wonder if you could plan a party at an event space and not tell them that it was a wedding. Just be like, yeah, it's a birthday party. It's a whatever party. And then secretly it's actually a wedding. And just, and like, if there would just be a massive price differential. Yeah. You know, you would have, you could have the same lighting, the same DJ, the same band, the same everything. Yeah. And just like not tell them. I'll do that for research actually. That'd be great. Yeah. And we can just compare. Like, yeah, I just have to have a really huge 36th birthday party. It's a big number for me. Yeah, like I'm planning my mom's whatever. Yes. Okay. Done. You know what else I found so helpful when he said that like have, having new surprises every like 30 minutes or oh, an hour. I loved that. And that's just, that puts everything in perspective. It makes it somehow feel well, to someone like me more manageable. Yeah. You're like, Oh, that's exactly what it is. I just have to introduce a new element every blah, blah, blah. As yeah. opposed to like, how do I make this whole thing? Great. Just 30 minutes by 30 minutes. But that also is why you have a planner is because I, I don't know. I've been thinking about this a lot. You know, Harry and I are in the process of, hopefully opening a bar guys, which is really crazy. I will get more into that once we actually sign the lease, but this, the process of being like, Oh no, there are professionals who actually know how to do this. So yes, you're flying blind, but that's the whole point is that there are other people who are really, really good at this stuff and can lead you. Yeah. It's almost like we're having to remember that and be like, Oh, I'll be fine because there's someone here holding my hand. Yeah. You know, 
Anyway, thank you so much, Ryan, for coming on. Thank you, Nick Westrate, for um, hooking us up with him. This was such a dream. Yes. Ryan, you are a true gem. We hope germ. You're a germ. You're a gem. We hope to have you on again. I'm going to need to consult with you uh, on air. And have a great, I don't know. Mid-December. of December. (laughs) Holiday season. And hopefully we'll talk to you guys again before Christmas. Oh, yeah. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.